0: Welcome to the HSCT Warriors podcast, bringing voice to the journeys of HSCT warriors worldwide. I'm Dr. Jen Stansberry-Koenig, or Zen Jen, and so grateful to share this story with you. As we continue to grow the HSCT warrior community, illuminate the invisibilities of autoimmune disease, recognize the possibilities of a future free from disease progression, connect through our shared experiences, and advocate for an inclusive society. We're so glad you've joined us. Well, thank you so much, Mendo, for being with us to share your story to HSCT.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Indeed. So why don't we just start from the beginning with your autoimmune diagnosis?
1: Yeah, um thank you for that um l- literally the the way it happened um, i uh, for about five years before diagnosis um, i i felt that uh, there was uh, something uh, not quite right uh, with with my body uh, with me um, in terms of um, just a little bit of activity um, and i'll be seeing stars in terms, it could be walking it could be playing golf it could be Anything really? I spent five years uh, going from GP to GP to find out what's going on, um, and no one um, could diagnose anything. And um, I was only in uh, 2005. Um, I was walking along uh, to a Thai restaurant in Queensland with my then girlfriend, now wife, and um, all of a sudden we're just walking on the street, and I, I just got blurred vision and uh, double vision. I thought, what, what's going on here? It was a bit of a panic. Uh, what's happening? And as soon as I closed my uh, left eye, I was able to see clearly from my right eye. Hmm. And then I thought, what, what, what's going on here? So a bit of a panic. We were and went straight back to the uh, hotel and um, what's going on. We were both very um, confused. And this was on a Saturday night. Um, and then uh, the next day, I flew out back to uh, Melbourne, and I went to uh, a uh, ear and eye hospital, a specialist there. And um, the doctor looked at uh, my uh, eye and through my eye, and he said um, and my optic nerve was in, enlarged, and inflamed. And he said, "I think it might be multiple sclerosis." It's the first time I've ever heard of it. And best to go across the road and get a uh, MRI. Oh, and hi. Um, I did. And so- and that was it
0: it sounds like a whirlwind
1: bit of a shock um i'll be completely honest with you a bit of a shock and uh we were both there and went home and uh, um um def- definitely uh, cried for a little bit together um because i didn't know much about multiple sclerosis at all um all i knew were the uh, commercials with uh, people that were unwell and in wheelchairs and things like that and i thought well that's that's me um, that's all I knew about it. So definitely um, um, slap in the face, so to speak. Wake up. Wake in, up call, cool,
0: yeah. Yeah, indeed. And so you went for the MRI and did it show that you had any lesions?
1: Yeah, yeah def- definitely. The, so um, after the MRI, I took it straight back up to see the uh, head neurologist there and uh, he had a look at it and he said, yeah, definitely lesions here. Yeah, so you definitely have multiple sclerosis. So I asked him what what are my options um, at the time? This 2005, and he said um, there is a um, a, a drug, um, uh, Avonex, that you inject into yourself, and um, that can help slow um, the progression of your MS, and um, and I, I started with uh, Avonex for about uh, four or five years, and I and I did a fair few uh, different drugs. Uh, so there was the Avonex, the uh, Gelinia, uh, there was something else as well, sorry. Um, I can't think of it at the moment. And um, yeah, but the I did that for about um, uh, 10, 10 to 12 years, but the progression was uh, still there. Um, and as uh, time went on, uh, my primary progressive, Uh, MS. And as time went on, uh, my mobility got uh, declined more and more.
0: So they diagnosed you as primary progressive from the start or after 10 years?
1: After uh, diagnosis, they they didn't say progressive. They just said you have MS uh, type thing. And then um, I was told maybe uh, a year or so later when I seen a different neurologist, um, this, this was diagnosed to me a year or two later, but I have primary progressive MS.
0: Interesting. And so is that because the medications you were on were not slowing the progression?
1: My, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, because they saw a progression and the progression was, um, uh, slow decline, maybe That's sure. like primary progressive, right. Uh, MS, and there were, there were, I think, in that time frame, uh, in the 10 years, there were probably, I would say, five to six uh, hospitalizations. Mm. Uh, so maybe they thought, well, primary progressive. So wh- whatever it is to me, I always think it's just MS, so either one.
0: Sure, sure. And so what were some of your symptoms like over that time period?
1: Symptoms? um Uh, Blurred blurred vision, um, even double vision at times. Um, My vision was not um, clear. It was very foggy. Uh, Brain fog, um, right leg, um, the the thigh, half of it was numb. Just walking around, I found it difficult to walk, to be um, stable. I felt like I was um, almost falling over a lot Mm. of the times. Just to stand straight was pretty difficult at the time. Yeah, sleep, uh, lack of sleep, so a, f- a few, a few things.
0: Yeah, sounds like typical MS, right? Although we are so unique in our journeys. And so, how did you come to find HSCT as an option?
1: Yeah, so uh, it was probably twelve. It was a um, a friend of mine actually. Uh, Spoke to a gentleman whose son was in a wheelchair and he spoke about, the gentleman spoke about his son. His son said, uh, or oh, the gentleman said his son's got MS. And he said, well, like a friend of mine, he has MS as well. And um, then he said that he, uh, his son went to uh, Russia to get the HCT and it uh, helped him. And uh, after that conversation, it was probably three years prior to going, I started researching a little bit more and more into the uh, procedure, um, what it is, uh, the cost of it, um, the outcome generally, because there's, as you know, there's uh, percentage-wise from uh, working, not working. Um, All of those factors I uh, took in, um, I spoke to somebody that had gone there recently as well. And um, yeah, so, and then... I thought to myself, well, I'm declining really rapidly um, now. Um, it's now or never for me. And um, and that's when I decided, yes, let's go all in. We're going to go. I'm going.
0: Mm. I felt the same way. So do they offer HSCT in Australia or did they at the time? You were there, you went in 2021, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So 2021. So did yeah, they, were they
0: offering it in Australia at that time?
1: No. Um, so I, I asked um, the neurologist at the time um, on numerous occasions um, to, to get this uh, treatment for me. But he said, uh, no, because you're at a different age group now. You haven't filed three medications. And I'm like, well, I don't believe any of the medications are helping me. So, um, and he said, how do you figure that? And I said, well, literally two years ago, I walked to your office a couple of blocks away. Um, a year ago, I walked one block and today I got dropped off at the front door. So in my mind, I don't I don't think it's uh, helping me or working for me. I need to explore this HSCT and I'd love to do it here. And um, he said, no, it's in clinical trials in Australia. Um it's not quite available uh, to anyone that chooses that's what they would like to do. So, my as I left that office, I thought to myself, no, um, Russia, it is for me.
0: You'd think that you'd be able to sign up for the clinical trial?
1: Yeah. Um, as I said, I, I for me, uh, quite clearly, you could see a decline, quite clearly. Uh, You know, I've been on three or four medications. So it's not like I've tried one and that was it. Right. It's only been one year. I've I've been 10 uh, 10 to 12 years in before that conversation even happened. So, yeah, um, it's just for me, it was just, um, it was like I hit a brick wall and I just needed to make that decision for me. And, um, yeah, like I said, I just researched the two medications. most prominent ones there, um, overseas and Mexico and Russia. And I thought, well, uh, Russia it is for me.
0: Sure, and, and there it. are plenty of people from Australia that have been to Russia for HRCT. the closest location.
1: I don't, I, I don't know about the uh, closest, but um, to answer your, your, uh, the first thing you said is when, when I was actually in Russia at the time, there were two other people from Australia there at the same time. How about
0: time. that? Oh, my gosh. Did you travel together?
1: <laughs> I wish, but no. <laughs> uh, but but we did uh, have some sort of communication throughout the hospital. Uh, one lady I actually seen walking around the hospital, and we walked together, and uh, uh, I was in a wheelchair, so I didn't really walk. But you can sort of understand uh, the concept. And um, the other young lady uh, a couple of times uh, was... We text via WhatsApp, but they were were there at the time. But I I have heard a number of people have gone from Australia uh, there Um, and it was literally uh, the gentleman that uh, helped me um, get over. He just went and came back and there was somebody that he knows. So there's been multiple people that have gone from Australia to uh, Russia for HSCT.
0: That's a long way to go.
1: My, my wife, uh, we had the conversation the other day, really about the, um, the flights and um, especially things that are happening now and what have you. And I, I said to her, for me personally, um, feeling uh, the way I do, since I would I would go back in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even care if it's forty eight hours straight. I would just try and make it because the the difference. From not going to going post transplant, it's just been um, amazing. It really has been amazing.
0: That's just tremendous. That's fantastic. So really, uh, really, yeah. So why don't you tell us about your time in Russia? Like, do you have a most memorable experience from your time there?
1: Yeah. um, Firstly, I'd say the the people there at the hospital. They they are all amazing people. They are lovely, lovely, lovely people. I can't speak highly enough um, of them and uh, Dr. Vinas Fedorenko Anastasia Panchenko. They are all amazing people. I thought I would actually struggle with uh, a month long in the uh, hospital and uh, not being able to leave and so on and so mm. forth, but I, I actually really enjoyed it. I loved it because I, when I got there, I thought to myself, now this is a month of healing for me. So everything they say to do or try or I will do it because this will all benefit me. So it's, it's, it's as crazy as I, I remember the um, first uh, after transplant, um, the f- very first night um, I used to always listen to music uh, in my uh, hospital bed and um, there was a song that I actually enjoyed from the 90s that I used to listen to. And I, and I was so pumped. I actually got out of bed and I was doing a little dance at about ten o'clock at night. And I realised what I was doing. And I sat back down in the bed and I thought, "What are you doing, mate? You <laughs> haven't been able to stand like this for a very long time." And wow. I was, I was like shocked in my own from my own system. Like, how can this possibly be? I thought, "Yeah, well, yeah, it was really bizarre." I was. If if you could see me in that hospital room after that incident, I reckon I sat there for a good three to four minutes, just staring into the wall, thinking, "How did that just happen?" Mm. I haven't felt that for a very long time. It was wow. amazing, really amazing,
0: really amazing. So, yeah, it, it's amazing how quickly post transplant we can begin noticing differences.
1: Yeah, oh, well. Personally, I've heard that um, a lot of times, and I—you'd obviously uh, love to believe that that's possible for you too. But to actually experience it, um, it, it was—it was the whole uh, HSCT experience, travelling there, meeting people. Uh, Doing the transplant, all the stuff that you need to do to make yourself feel better, was such a positive experience. It was amazing, such an amazing experience.
0: That's fantastic. Totally recommend. And so, did you have any complications at all? Zero. Nice.
1: Zero, and uh, I I remember when uh, when they were actually doing the transplant. and uh, were, uh, Anastasia was taking photos of me during the transplant uh, type thing for my uh, memory, I asked her to. And uh, she she said you're, you're, uh, you you could possibly feel this or you could feel that and uh, type thing, uh, maybe like a metallic taste in your mouth or something like that. Mm. Um, and she asked me, so you're smiling in every photo. Um, you're not in pain or anything? And I said, no. And she asked me, so why are you smiling in every photo? And I said, because I know this is my new life. I'm happy. This is my new life. It's amazing. This is my new life. I felt um, the feeling the whole time I was there, it was was like a euphoric feeling, like a, I don't know how else to explain it. It was amazing. Amazing time. Met some amazing people there. Met a traveler from the States as well, Mark, uh, amazing man as well. really nice man. Met a lot of great people. A lot of great people. So my time and my journey was phenomenal.
0: So when were you there in 2021? Did you say summertime?
1: I I was there. (laughs) Yes. I was there in um, late June 2021. I The first night I was there I went straight from the airport to a section of the hospital uh, where you need to have a COVID test uh, prior to joining the right. general population of the hospital, which was interesting. Um, and I, I did all that and uh, I went to sleep at night and um, I woke up and I thought I'd left the light on in the room because it was so bright. And I'm like, what, what, what is going on? And then I looked outside the window and it was broad daylight and I'm like what what how long did I sleep? What time is it?" Mm. And I looked at uh, my phone and it was like two thirty in the morning <laughs> and I'm like what is what is this? I had no idea about the uh, Russian summers, and um, I could not believe that it was broad daylight at two thirty in the morning and um, yeah during during that uh, whole time I was there two thirty in the morning or three o'clock uh, some mornings, sunrise, sunrise and then sunset. Mm. Sunset was about 9.30, 10 o'clock at night.
0: I wonder how many people in Russia have a vitamin D deficiency. Maybe only part of the year, right?
1: I, I think so too because they have <laughs> done and It's amazing weather as well. The weather was amazing.
0: Did you Sunny. get to be outside at all?
1: Yes. Uh, yes. Actually, Dr. Fedorenko uh, recommends that, especially uh, pre-transplant. Because after transplant, you'll be in uh, isolation mm. uh, in your room. So pre-transplant for two weeks, you definitely recommend try to get out and about as much as you can um, and enjoy the, uh, the parkland just outside of the hospital or in the hospital grounds, but the actual parkland and um, the seats and sit outside and get some sun. It was uh, really beautiful. So the first two weeks, yes, I did get out a few times, not as many as I probably would today. But um, I did a few times. It was a really nice, beautiful.
0: That's fantastic. And so you got through isolation, okay, and you made some friends. And then how was traveling back home and your first few months of recovery?
1: Well, um, I'll, I'll start with uh, the first question. Traveling back home, there was this. So the week prior to leaving, uh, I tried to being communication with the um, Australian government in order to get an exemption to hotel quarantine. Um, but um, I got a uh, email from them when I was in the Russian uh, airport leaving, that I uh, was denied. So when upon my return, I'll be taken to a, a medic hospital. So as soon as I arrived in Australia um, at the airport, um, I was taken to uh, the hospital by ambulance and I had to quarantine in the hospital for two weeks
0: oh my gosh and you had just left the hospital
1: yeah so even the nurses at the hospital were asking me so you just had 30 days in hospital and now you're in hospital again for another two weeks and (laughs) I said it doesn't matter the the way I feel at the moment I don't care if I'm in hospital for another two years well what was the difference
0: yeah what was the difference for you
1: Um, so prior, prior to going to, uh, Russia or prior to HSCT, um, I had to think 50 times before I went anywhere. So Mm. before I left to go anywhere, I had to think how far is the front door from my car? How far is the door to the couch? How far is the couch to the toilet? How far is the toilet to the, uh, washroom? So all these scenarios I needed to think of first. How long could I be there because I I can't stay there for too long? All of these questions. But um, now um, the change is amazing. Now I can go somewhere on my own. I don't need to think about going anywhere. Um, I'm mobile enough, although I use a cane um, now, but still I'm mobile enough to be able to, um, go anywhere or do anything. So just to have that sense of freedom again, mm-hmm. was, I felt like it was taken away from me, is uh, euphoric. It's, it's amazing.
0: It's so hard really, to describe. Really
1: yeah, it really it, is amazing. So if, even even people that, um, I think it's one of the, if you have MS, you'll understand that, but people that don't, they I'm Actually, very surprised that to hear um, these are the sort of things you need, uh, things that you think about before you even go anywhere.
0: Oh my gosh, so many people take it for granted. <laughs> Just trying yeah. to put one foot in front of the other. Um,
1: exactly. Exactly
0: right. Yeah, takes so much mental effort, let alone physical.
1: Yes. So, um, to answer your second question now, uh, since I've been back, I've been back. Uh, I got back in mid-August, I think, uh, last year. Um, now um, I'm trying to do uh, as many steps as I can a day. I do my uh, exercise routine every morning. I uh, have joined the gym about three, three to four months ago. Um, and yeah, and my my kids, even my kids, say to me, "Dad, uh, you're so so different." Now, you're so much better now, so much.
0: How does that feel? um,
1: It feels great because for so long in the end, um, I to just do basic things, uh, tie up my shoelaces or uh, can you grab me a drink of water or whatever. I had to rely on the kids to do that for me. Uh, A lot of things on my wife as well. Um, But these days I can do a lot of things on my own. I always ask me, Dad, do you need me to get this I said no, I' can do it. Are you sure yet? Yeah, I can do it. No problem. And just to have that um, feeling again uh, feels really it feels beautiful. It feels good.
0: Yeah, it is a sense of freedom. Definitely. So are there is there anything specific other than the the gym that has supported you in your recovery or resources that you lean on? Just to help you continue on your road to wellness and, and recovery.
1: Yes, um, so I I'm due to uh, do another MRI in uh, July in a couple of months. I think it's yeah a couple of months now, and they um, recommend getting a MRI in the six month period um, just to see if it works how you're feeling or whatever. But I always say to people, I don't need to. Do the MRI to tell me how I'm feeling because I, I honestly I feel great, I really do feel great. And so I'm. I'm. We'll be seeing the neurologist in uh, July. Um, another support is the uh, physio. I'm seeing uh, a physio. I was seeing a physio weekly um, for about three to four months. Now I'm the, seeing the uh, physio monthly, um, and they they've been great as well. So um, in terms of Honing in on uh, the muscles that I haven't used for a very long time. Because prior to going, as I said, my mobility was uh, not good. And I leant on a lot of things. And I didn't use a lot of the muscles in order to stand straight and have stability. Uh, Whereas these days, I need to, uh, uh, as things are getting better, I need to use those uh, muscles again. So, so, yeah, uh, family. Um, The physiotherapy is really helping out and, um, yeah, now I'm just trying to pay it forward and um, I've been contacted uh, a lot by a lot of people with questions in relation to the HSCT uh, treatment and I I never wanted to uh, spruik the procedure until I did it myself. And then only when I've done it myself, then I can – relate that
0: to people as well that makes total sense that's part of the beauty of the podcast right Is people willing to share their stories just to shed a light on what we experience and it is so hard to even truly describe it to the fullest extent of what we experience i think because it can it's like so much of it can be feel surreal
1: so (laughs) um exactly a the um the uh, gentleman that uh, uh, helped me as well and he spoke about it so uh, fondly and uh, i always wished that i will get that opportunity myself um, and uh, i did it and uh, i have and um, just the benefits truly uh, have been great for me so yeah any chance i get when somebody contacts me i I just let them know the, the warts and all, so to speak. It's, um, it was, it's truly great. I can't uh, speak of it highly enough.
0: Sure. So have your neurologists noticed the difference? What are your no. doctors saying?
1: No. Well, I, I haven't seen my neurologist yet, um, although I will in July um, yet. But I um, have spoken to uh, my uh, hematologist prior to going and uh, a GP uh, that did their full test or their blood test and everything Mm. like that. And um, they both said to me, it is truly amazing. Your results are truly amazing. They're actually better than your results before you left.
0: Wow. Like your blood work.
1: Yeah. It's 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 true, truly, uh, truly amazing. Yeah, and I feel blessed all the time that I was able to uh, do it, um, and the results have come back uh, really good, really positive, um, as well. And um, so, my my hope these days now is obviously to have have this uh, treatment available uh, here as well.
0: Mm, yes,
1: it would be great. So um, so somebody uh, newly diagnosed uh, like I was at uh, 29 years old to be able t- to have the option of either uh, a great diet or the other option of the medications or another option of HSCT and whatever they choose. Whereas when I was diagnosed in 29, all I had was uh, diet or medication. That was it. I just felt uh, helpless.
0: Mm. I really did. And HSCT, at least for me, introduced a lot of hope.
1: Totally, totally. Just to uh, hear the 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 results and uh, the findings of the study that they just did two and a half year study. Um, just uh, between the uh, PPMS, sixty five to seventy percent chance of it working, or the uh, relapsing, remitting, 90% chance. Well, I guess I'd take those odds because what I, what I I thought, what are my options?
0: And those options are there for you. If for whatever reason, HSCT does not work.
1: Yes. Correct. Correct. I can always go back to that. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, I don't know. I'm just trying to think back to what you asked earlier and, um, some of the uh, things that uh, changed for me, well, one of the first things I noticed is that my vision—it's—it's it's like a, a high-definition uh, television now, and the—the the vision is so
0: sharp. Really?
1: Yeah, it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's so sharp. It's amazing. Uh, my sleep is so much better. Hmm.
0: Um, that feels great, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, so much so. My wife's like, pretty jealous. She's like, you sleep a lot these days. And I said, yeah, because I get really good sleep, really good sleep. <laughs> finally. Uh, finally, after all these years. So, really, really good sleep. Or one of the major things um, as well was for me if I sat somewhere for a while, let's say 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, and I went to get up. I would need to do the uh, stretch and the shivering um, of everything, of my muscles before I could actually move, and that could take a minute or two before I could even move anywhere. Whereas today I could be sitting down for 15, 20 an hour or whatever and I can just get up, grab my walking stick and walk off.
0: Mm.
1: And just, just to have like those little things, Those little changes like that, you think to yourself, "Wow, it's it's," compared to before." Yeah, chalk and cheese. It literally is chalk and cheese. Um, Where before um, walking from my room, let's say, to um, the coffee table, I reckon there there wasn't a wall in this household that I haven't touched. I would need I would need some sort of support that way because I was walking all over the place. Uh, whereas today I'd just, I just literally grab the cane and just walk straight to the coffee table. Mm, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's just just um, amazing. Oh, and another another thing I just thought of as well: flying during COVID from Melbourne Airport to uh, I think I went to Abu Dhabi at the time. In uh, the whole aeroplane in the economy there were two of us in the whole aeroplane whoa that was the most bizarre thing it just felt like so i was already anxious about going to a different country and doing HSCT and all the pcr tests and all of that but it just felt like there's only two of us on this flight we're traveling at night it just feels like a doomed flight it was was just amazing and i i literally got up and i seen the other guy behind me he was probably about Ten rows back, and we just both gave each other the thumbs up, and that was it. So I'm not sure where he was going, but it just felt so weird.
0: (laughs) I bet it did. I wonder how, like, if the other people from Australia had similar experiences. Uh,
1: I'm not sure, but all I remember is from Abu Dhabi to uh, Russia. The flight was full; it was pretty busy, which was good. It felt like a bit of normality, Mm. which is amazing. But uh, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure there's other things that I can remember. But the whole the whole time I was there, the, the whole thirty days was amazing. Uh, even the uh, the quarantine two weeks in Australia that was amazing too. And the recovery since, and I'm only uh, ten months post roughly uh, transplant. And uh, the best way to explain it's chalk and cheese.
0: <laughs> That's certainly and cheese. yeah, and uh, an Australian phrase. Explain. Oh, is it? Sorry. No, explain it for me because I love it.
1: Okay. So basically it means uh, it's the old me and the new me. So the difference between the old me and the new me is massive. It's almost unrecognizable. It's chalk and cheese. It's totally so, different.
0: Totally different. So chalk is totally not like cheese. Yeah,
1: it's totally different.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Yeah, sorry. I didn't know that was an Australian. It's
0: brilliant. I think it's a brilliant analogy. So tell me more about why it was important for you to participate in the podcast.
1: It it was um, important for me to appear on the podcast uh, because I, I just, because the difference is chalk and cheese, like we just discussed. <laughs> um, I I would just like uh, for more people um, to uh, know about this treatment, as I'm sure a lot of people do, um, but for more people to embrace it. And um, as I said, if I can uh, come on here and tell you, tell people my story, and if that resonates with um, people, or even if it's one person, to say, well, I was sitting on the fence, deciding whether to do this or not, but after hearing this, yes, I will do it, because the the difference is uh, the changes are that different, um, and the opportunity to have a new life uh, you can't you can't put any you can't put any money on that. Sure. At all.
0: Thank you. It's that whole like I used to go to bed at night dreading what tomorrow would bring. Because. Yeah, yep. Yep. Some days I woke up and I, like, things were completely different and worse. And I would try and tell myself, okay, well, tomorrow is going to be better. And I lived like that for years. And it wasn't until HSCT that waking up the next day actually started getting better.
1: So right, right now, you, you can't see it because we're on an audio call. But after hearing your explanation... I've just got a smile on my face. <laughs>
0: yeah, me too. That's,
1: that's beautiful. That's really nice. That's beautiful. But you you just hit the nail on the head.
0: Well, it gets that's to perfect. that hope it that we talk that. about, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, the 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 uh, The hope for me um, now that um, yeah, I can enjoy life. I can grow old. Uh, see my kids grow up and. Just be present. Um, whereas before I was sort of in the shadows um, because I obviously literally had to sit in the shadow. I couldn't sit in the sun. That so was heat intolerant.
0: Sure. And you're thinking about just how to step forward. Like you're so busy trying to calculate how to move your body because yes. of everything going on with the MS. You, it's so tough to be fully present with others in any moment.
1: It's correct.
0: But not anymore?
1: Not, not anymore. It's, um, no, not, not at all. And I actually get up before everybody and make myself coffee and I can walk around and enjoy and just, literally just enjoy life. Walk past, smell the roses, uh, things that I had no smell before at all. Um, just the different the changes are amazing and not having to like you said not having to fear about what tomorrow brings Mm. because um, tomorrow uh, generally um, with with the progression was not a nice thing Uh, whereas today yeah really hopeful I can't (laughs) wait to see what tomorrow brings and um, really optimistic really optimistic so I would say if anybody's sitting on the fence, definitely go and do it. The benefits that you will receive if things work, the benefits you receive um, is amazing. And like I said before, PPMS 65 to 70, uh, relapsing, remitting 90%. I take those odds.
0: Any day. So, what about a superpower that you gained from your experience with HSCT?
1: superpower um that's a great great question um my mindset
0: mm.
1: my mindset um even when we were in the we're not not we when i was in the uh the hospital and um all this covert stuff were happening and the applications <laughs> when going to happen and so quarantine and so on and so forth i said to my it, it doesn't it doesn't matter the things like this do not bother me anymore i've just received something that i've always wanted and i've done the hardest thing i have to do it doesn't and nothing else matters this is the treatment was amazing it worked it's amazing i feel great um, anything that comes if I have to stay in hospital, as mentioned earlier, for an extra month or two, I don't care. It means nothing to the rest of my life. So my mindset, um, I would say, would be my superpower. I was pretty positive before, I must have been, uh, but since HSCT, I, I think it's just doubled or tripled. Mm. So ev- everything I see today uh, makes me feel good, really positive, positive. Um, People, people ask me who uh, the question I get asked sometimes is, "Who do you find inspirational? Who's that one person you find inspirational?" And I said, "There's no one person. I find everybody inspirational mm. in some way. Every single person."
0: I love that.
1: Especially being close to home for me and the uh, uh, the MS, and I know how challenging um, it is uh, for everyone. Um, and just seeing them go about their day and still still doing uh, things um, and not complaining about it and just doing it, even though they know it's difficult, and just doing it, that's inspirational to me. Somebody that's challenged and still uh, looking at life so positively, that's inspirational to me. Or as simple as somebody that's challenged uh, says to an able-bodied person I will make you a coffee you just sit there and relax that's inspirational because they obviously they can sit and relax themselves without having to hobble around to make a coffee mm. Where, whereas this is some of the things uh, they'd like to do because they feel good about it and that's inspirational to me there's inspiration everywhere
0: I love that it's a good thing that your optic nerve cleared up so you can see all of this inspiration so clearly. <laughs>
1: yes, you are correct. You are correct.
0: Indeed. And so how about anything you are grateful for about your experience with HSCT that maybe has gone unspoken?
1: Um, as, as I said, the, the very first thing I'm grateful for is the optimism um, now um as i said i was positive minded before but uh, now now so even more Mm. but grateful for the fact that i don't need to think 50 times before i go anywhere anymore and just the i've just got back that freedom Mm. that i lost that's that's the main thing um for example A friend of mine uh, the other day asked me to go for a drive with him an hour and a half away somewhere. So prior to HSCT, I would be fearing for that drive the whole time. How far is it? Um, And then I'll Google to see how many uh, rest rooms there are on the way. Um, How am I going to sit there in the car for that long type uh, thing mm. where where am I going to rest all, all these questions will be in my mind the whole time all these questions so I would I would almost feel tired by the time he got here I sure
0: pretend. if you even decided uh, to go
1: yeah I probably wouldn't have even gone <laughs> right yeah I probably wouldn't have even gone but um when when I got back um he rang me the night before Um, and he asked me, do you want to go for that drive uh, tomorrow? And I said, yeah, sure, what time? And he told me, and I said, done, I'm in. Didn't even think about it for a second. Nice. Didn't think think about how long I was going to be sitting there. I didn't think about how I need to stretch it out when I get up off the chair. I didn't need to think about anything apart from going on that road trip and just uh, having a chat and enjoying life.
0: Brilliant. It just feels free to hear your story.
1: Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, it's uh, literally, literally I and another story uh, while I was there in the hospital room. Sorry, I'm just thinking of things as I'm speaking that's to you
0: good. now. No, that's, I love it.
1: So, so um, I mentioned to you that the American bloke that I met um, in the uh, Mark, hospital there. Mark, I
0: think there, you said his name was. Uh,
1: you just said his name's Mark. Yes, his name's Mark.
0: So, look at us with a uh, better memory.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, correct. <laughs> and, um, he um, came in uh, my room uh, one day, um, and, and um, he he asked me, So, do you feel like going for a walk outside? And I said, No, um, do you know, what, mate, uh, no, probably probably not, maybe after dinner, right, and um, had dinner and then he came back into the room and he said, "Uh, what do you reckon, do you want to go for a walk now? And um, I said to him, no, do you know what, mate, Uh, I'll probably just stay here in the room, just relax a little bit more and um, he goes, so you don't want to, and I said, no, mate, because you don't feel loved to, and I said, no, not really, mate, and he goes, fair enough, mate, and I go, you know what, it is what it is, mate. It is what it is. So that was our catch cry for each other, seeing each other all the time. You feel like going out? No, mate. It is what it is. So then he he was asking me. So um, moving forward after the treatment, what what did you want to happen, and all of this stuff, and whatever, or uh, what are you going to do later? And he's asking all this, and I said, Mark. Mate, um, in order for me to get here, to this hospital, it took so much for me to get here. So many things, mate, and it's not all the financials, or so it's just so many obstacles in order to get here. I'm here now. So I'm just going to enjoy the process. I don't need to know what the doctors do tomorrow or the next day or the day after. I trust the process. I trust them. I'm here now. I'm in their hands.
0: That's so People important. People go, well,
1: it is what it is. And that's what he said, mate. It is what it is, isn't it? I go, trust the process, mate. It is what it is. And yeah, we had a bit of a laugh and then every day come past and say, mate, it is what it is. And I said, it is, <laughs> mate. It is what it is. So um, yeah, so really fun times. Uh, uh, met him, had a good chat with him and uh, uh, another lady from Australia there and do uh, WhatsApp thing and uh, calling each other as well. So yeah, really, really great. Positive uh, environment, and they they just know what the, what they're doing. They are specialists at it. Um, the uh, Dr. Fedorenko is such an amazing man; is amazing specialist. That's why I trusted the process. They know what they're doing. They've been doing it fifteen years, sixteen years, and uh, so many people have gone through there. And uh, I've read um, a lot. And I've watched video of people that have had some really amazing results from the treatment. Um, so I'm 10 months in and, um, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling good. So I hope to be one of those stories too.
0: It sounds like you're well on your way.
1: I I hope so. As I said, the the main thing for me is, um, somebody hearing this, uh, discussion, the talk and, um, if they're sitting on the fence, thinking "Should I? Could I? Wouldn't I? or Whatever," don't wait till it gets worse. Just go and do it. And they say the earlier you go, the better uh, the results are. So, yeah, I'll, in hindsight, which is a beautiful thing, as we know, I wouldn't wait for things to get worse, like they were for me, before mm. I actually go and do it. Agreed. I I'll do it. i do it much earlier. So, anyway, but it, it is what it is, huh? Yeah?
0: Indeed, it is. Indeed it is. I really appreciate you sharing your mindset, your positivity, and even knowing that you are commi- so committed to working with your physiotherapist and continuing with working out and exercises to help those muscles wake up again.
1: Yeah, so the uh, I'll never forget the Dr. Fedorenko. He said to me, there's three things you need to uh, think of when you get home. Eat good food exercise, and have a positive mindset. That's it. So every day I get up, I think, well, I need to exercise, I need to eat a good breakfast, and I need to work out. And uh, nothing crazy. If By working out, um, all you can do is 10 steps today, then tomorrow try to do 12.
0: Mm.
1: And then the next day, so don't try and do one hour's worth and never think about it again. Just every day, just try and increase it a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more, and yeah. It all uh, adds up. Totally, and now I'm sitting here, uh, I'm thinking of 10 months post, and if I add up all the exercise that I've done in 10 months, there will be a fair bit. Little bit by little bit, increments of uh, 10 steps to 12 steps to 15 steps to 20 steps, and now if I think about all the little steps I've taken in uh, 10 months, it, uh, and all add all that up it would be huge there'd be a lot of steps in there mm. so little little by little um, it'll all happen eat well have a positive mindset and um, yeah so optimistic
0: it's such a great mindset to have and hold thank you for sharing it with us and thank you for sharing your story and your observation of so much inspiration in the world
1: Thank thank you for, for having me. And um, yeah, it feels, feels good to uh, share my story and um, listening to other people's stories as well. Um, and I find other people really interesting. Um, so yeah, as, as I mentioned, if I can help one person, then uh, life's good.
0: It's nice to pay it forward.
1: 100%, yeah. Because if people didn't pay it forward for me, then um, I don't know where I'd be as well. So, yeah, if I can pay forward for somebody else, I'll be very happy.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Mendo.
1: It is what it is. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> it's been great <laughs> connecting with you, Mendo.
1: Yeah, you you too. And as I said, yeah, if, if you guys have questions or reach reach out anytime, okay? Don't be shy. I'm here. And, um, yeah, we're all... With the advent of technology, it's a big world, but uh, it's made it uh, much smaller, which is great.
0: Great indeed. Thanks so much. Thank you, Have a great day. Oh, you too. Take good care. Be sure to visit hsctwarriorspodcast.org, where you can find notes from today's episode, submit ideas or feedback, and connect with resources and the HSCT Warriors Incorporated nonprofit. As always, special thanks to musical genius Billy Allitz-Auser for sharing his superpowers to create the soundtrack, edit, and produce the audio to make this podcast possible. You can find us both when you subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. It has been amazing to connect with warriors worldwide, and we would love to hear from you about how the podcast has helped your journey with autoimmune disease. Take a moment to connect with us on Instagram or share this episode with someone you know that would enjoy listening. In the meantime, we hope you'll tune in next Wednesday for another episode highlighting another HSCT warrior. Until then, be a snowflake and embrace your superpowers. Be kind be well. Jen Stansberry-Koenig and the producers disclaim medical influence and responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. If you think you have a medical problem, please contact a licensed physician and take good care